the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good morning on this Thursday. It's John DePietro, and folks, we have a uh, big day ahead. Beautiful Thursday tonight. Two very exciting town halls, both uh, President Trump on NBC and former Vice President Joe Biden will be on ABC. We have Governor Amundo's press briefing coming up at one o'clock, and this is going to be a big one. I've been telling you that a lot of news coming out, and today's a good example. But I just want to remind you that today is a perfect day. Take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. They've had a tremendous season. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off Route 4, right across from where Alley's Donuts used to be, where you're going to find the best pumpkins in all of New England, carving pumpkins, sugar pumpkins. You know, you go in and it, it looks like a movie set on uh, regarding fall with the corn stalks and the gourds, large and small. Hey, decorate your property, straw, fall arrangements and crafts, maybe you want to do something nice, little act of kindness, why not pick up a nice fall arrangement for someone special at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center? Folks, it's local. They're committed. They are the best quality. Stop in and see them. You can also check out them uh, their Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and then also online, prmaterials.shop. Stop, stop off and see them today. Now, I want to... um. First, start off with a couple of housekeeping. If you go to the website, uh, depetro.com, and again, depetro.com, brought to you by Mills Coffee Roasters, you can read the story that there was tremendous uh, police presence at the governor's briefing. And, you know, you just wonder, folks, with all of some of the uh, people are just losing their minds a little bit around the country, you had the threats against the governor of Michigan, the governor of uh, Virginia, Governor Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker had someone break into his home. There were protesters outside Governor Baker's house last night. They're so brazen. You had that extreme violent protester that got into the governor's press briefing. Read the story. The media is ignoring the fact that these protesters are actually very violent. They defy authority. They're not afraid to engage with police. And I mean, you know, with like fisticuffs. So you can read the story. And also uh, the media also left alone the fact that one of the protesters on the highway happens to be a teaching assistant at uri one of the protesters is still being held and you'll also read the police report more information about really the lead protester it's all at the website depetro.com and don't forget depetro.com you can also click right through to just angels gifts from the heart custom religious items remembrance justangelsonline.com so coming up at one we're going to carry it and you uh, you will hear me inside asking questions of Governor Raimondo, but because of the way the infections of COVID are going, Governor Raimondo announced yesterday, we carried it live right here on the John DePietro show, that she is going to bring in some new restrictions. Now, before people start jumping ahead, the governor does not want to close businesses. The governor now is saying a lot of the spread, according to Governor Raimondo, is not coming from schools. It's coming from small family gatherings where they're tracing it back to. And so there's two things that are on the agenda that are actually coming up. One is Halloween. Halloween is going to be impacted. But folks, at the same time, it never made sense to me. You're going to send kids up to a door and you're going to be receiving things. And someone could have 
who listen, who could attest positive could be touching the candy. Halloween is going to be very, very different this year. Um, and I feel bad for the kids that like to dress up and go out. And I have fond memories of doing that myself and also with my kids. But this is an odd type year. The next thing in line, though, is is Thanksgiving. And that's going to be a difficult one. People are going to have to make different precautions for for Thanksgiving. Now, what, what I want to stress is the governor is finding that schools are not super spreaders and children belong in schools. And that's better for parents. There's a sense of normalcy the more the kids go back into school. This whole distance learning thing. It's not working out. There's no reason for it. Children should be back in school. I don't think the governor is going to lay out anything regards to, you know, penalizing the restaurants that are having such a tough time. I think we'll see. And I think I read the uh, governor Mundo pretty well. I think the restrictions today are going to be more of certain protocols where people are having people over to their home, friends and family, everyone takes their masks off. And then if you folks, if you have someone in that group, that's contagious. People are inside, and then it is seemingly spreading that way. So I, I, I think it's going to be more long. As much as they don't talk about restrictions, it's more of, and again, th this is not the police showing up. This is for people's safety. This is for people to learn uh, in how to act properly. And not everyone's going to do it, but at least it's some sort of a guideline because. I'm still not convinced, by the way, and I will ask the governor this. You, you see other states that are wide open. Florida is wide open. We we are learning to live with the virus. We have we have more people in the hospital than we did a week ago or two weeks ago. However, you don't have college students in the hospital. You don't have, have students K through 12 in the hospital. Um, it's still it's older people that are being primarily af affected by the COVID-19 and it is people who have underlying health conditions that are being affected by it. Now, I am going to touch on this situation with Twitter, which was a major day yesterday. And I recognize not everyone's on social media, but you need to know the extremes of how, I mean, this is just so unfair to the Trump people. But before I do that, and before I touch on tonight, I do want to mention, now again, the Governor Armando press briefing is coming up at one o'clock. Folks, the heating season without question is here. This heating season, switch to Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. So yesterday on Twitter, the New York Post had this explosive story about these Hunter email, Hunter Biden emails and showing a connection where former Vice President Joe Biden, where there was influence peddling and Twitter suddenly decided, no, we're not going to allow it. They wouldn't let the. I mean, the New York Post is one of the most popular newspapers in the entire world. And as someone that, you know, when I lived in New York City, you talk to so many people. People, yeah, people do read the New York Times, but the New York Post is wildly popular. I read the New York Post every day. They have great reporters. They have a different type of tone and opinion. They're obviously known for their incredible headlines. But the fact that the CEO of Twitter took it upon themselves to not let people share this Hunter Biden story about the emails is um, is just over the line. This whole business with big tech folks this this thing is out of hand. Something needs to be done. 
And that was a good example. There's been so much blowback and going after the president and restricting the president. And then you have a story from a very credible newspaper, which is the New York Post and the Daily Mail and other people are jumping on it. And then people are actually getting their accounts on Twitter suspended for sharing it. Now, tonight, um, I wish tonight, I wish President Trump was on a debate stage with former Vice President Joe Biden. I wish in some form or manner. And if those of you that missed it, what happened was tonight was supposed to be the second debate. I think um, the country needs it. I know that President Trump needs it. I think I would like to see Joe Biden go the entire 90 minutes without a break and and let him answer questions as there's more questions that that are arising. I, I think a lot of things kind of got swept under the rug in that first debate where I think we can all agree the president was not exactly top of his game. But but instead, because of COVID, the Presidential Debate Commission announced it was going to be a virtual debate. And and I know the president's people balked at that, but I still think they would have been better off, even if they're not in the same room. But people need to hear from the president and they need to hear from Biden at the same time. That's a real debate. And I think the Trump people were too quick to know we're not doing it because then the Biden people jump to do a town hall with ABC. And now President Trump tonight is doing a town hall meeting with NBC. And how about how ridiculous the fact that there are some people that are now talking about boycotting NBC because they're going to do a town hall meeting with the president. Folks, this cancel culture that is out there is just ludicrous. He's the president of the United States. There are NBC staffers that are upset. How could he do that to Biden? How can you do that to Biden? You're supposed to be impartial. So I don't know how the president's going to do, but I, I want to remind you know the president's people, everyone that's watching the president, they're not going to be watching Joe Biden, and people need to see Biden. Joe Biden is not top of his game. Joe Biden is frail, to say the very least. Joe Biden needs to answer questions about packing the court and protesters and responsibility with protesters and police and say law and order. But none of that is going to happen now if all the Trump supporters are just going to tune into NBC and watch President Trump in a town hall meeting. I, I, um, I really think it would serve the president well if we saw the two of them side by side. This weather, which is so comfortable and delightful. Folks, this is great time. Invest in your home or your business and call J. Perry Paving today. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service over 20 years. Experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, J. Perry Paving. Call them today. They offer free estimates. J letter J, perrypaving.com, letter J, perrypaving.com, or call them at 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. Look for them on Facebook, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also their website is jperrypaving.com, um, and learn about the benefits of asphalt. Maybe do you have a cracked driveway? Needs to be refreshed. Hey, asphalt, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, looks beautiful, aesthetically peeling. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving. Call today for a free quote, 732-1730. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here on the John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. 
for J.K.L. Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly. It's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call J.K.L. Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity system, energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401 321 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's appliance repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start, it's 11 to 2 each weekday right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Time for our legal segment with me, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He's attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I just want to start off with, I know some people may be tempted, but 
you you cannot take down a political sign. You can't steal a political sign. And there's that story of the uh, gentleman who's seeking office. And regardless of the reason, you, you can't just, it may be tempting, but you can't go up and take a political sign and throw it in your car and drive away. It's You're going to get trouble for it. Yeah, so this seems to happen every election cycle, John. Um, the opponents, uh, sometimes it's the candidate, like in this case, sometimes it's people who work for the uh, opposing candidate, think a good idea is to start pulling up lawn, lawn signs and um, discarding them or hiding them. Um, it's a misdemeanor. Every time you do it and every time you get caught, you're going to get charged with a misdemeanor for larceny of less than $1,500. That's the cutoff point. Anything under is a misdemeanor. Anything over 1500 would be a felony. Um, this uh, candidate in Warwick, um, he's running, I think, as a Republican for a rep seat. Um, wasn't very subtle, I guess, in broad daylight. He was in front of this business establishment yanks up the opponent's lawn sign, puts it in his car, drives away. He's easily identified because one of the opponent's um, um, workers is, I think it was in a restaurant, um, identifies him, gets the car, gets the plate. The cops go to his house. He admits to what he did. Um, the, he's ordered to return the sign and put it back in where he took it from, which he does. <laughs> and then they... They, to, they top it off the icing on the cake after they say, go put that sign back as they charge him with the misdemeanor. Now, if he has no criminal record, it'll probably be disposed of with a filing. But it'll be an expensive proposition. He's going to take at least one or two days going to court, um, have to pay an attorney to go to court, have to pay court costs and... Um, you know, it's the public embarrassment 20 days before an election or so um, that he is jammed up with this embarrassing criminal charge for doing something really foolish. But he's in a long line of foolish people who take lawn signs. There's been cases that have gone to trial over this. Um, people have been doing this for as long as I can remember. Um, usually they're a little bit more um, sneaky about it. This guy was pretty overt. Um, he claims he did it because two years ago he thinks that the opponent stole some of his lawn signs, but he's got no proof. And even if she did, that doesn't give him the right to retaliate in a tit-for-tat situation. Um, so all you candidates out there, you can't steal lawn signs. Yeah, even though it doesn't say, you know, you can't remove the sign, you cannot remove the sign. And there's even more signs Nowadays, I also recognize a lot of Trump people say, well, you know, my sign got stolen, but it, it, it's still then then you need to find out who did that because no one can steal any signs. Tim, um, Tim died. Channel 12. Tim White has this interesting story about a uh, longtime feared mobster, Bobby DeLuca, that we, we certainly uh, covered during the trial that he was involved with. But more importantly, boy, that that shoot the hand hand shooting at the arch. That was you know, forever talked about. And it sounds like very quietly there have been some behind-the-scenes moves involving that. Yeah, uh, Bobby DeLuca is a longtime um, um, one of the higher-ups in the uh, New England uh, crime family, if you will. And um, recently he has found religion both literally and figuratively, and I don't mean that in any sarcastic way, um, 
While in prison, apparently he has found religion. He has publicly denounced and um, rejected um, the organized crime membership and organization that he was involved in. Um, he has been jammed up over the years criminally um, in one instance for um, giving the uh, federal authorities incorrect information, which is punishable by going to prison. Um, he did himself a solid um, with the federal authorities because he gave um, testimony and provided information um, which assisted in convicting Steve the Rifleman Flemmy for the killing of Steve DeSaro. Um, your listeners will remember DeSaro's body was dug up uh, during a construction project maybe four years ago or so. He had been missing for, what, 20, 25 years? Yeah. And, um, he, uh, Former owner of the channel. Yeah, yeah. He, yes, and he ultimately materialized. Um, and apparently... Um, DeLuca has been providing information about the still unsolved Kevin Hanrahan murder. Um, your listeners may remember, I think it was in 92 or 93. Yes, he was 92 at the arch. He was whacked at the arch. Never, yeah. That's a crime that's never been solved. But DeLuca apparently is quietly connecting the dots. Um, so the feds are now treating him much more kindly. Um, he's moving for a compassionate release. He's got some health issues. He's 75 years old. And um, like many others, he's getting an early release from prison or at least petitioning for it uh, because of the COVID epidemic. And I think that uh, there's not a lot of pushback against him because he's been so cooperative with the authorities. Um, it's just one in a long line of, um, Older, older, quote unquote, mobsters, if you will, who were um, coming towards the end. Some go down swinging like uh, Flemmy did. I think he's 87. He's in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. Whitey Bulger, the same thing happened before he got whacked in prison. But uh, a lot of the um, underworld figures that we're all familiar with are um, reaching the end of the line, if you will. And um, there hasn't been a real change of the guard so much as the guard that used to be there is just sort of um, going away it's quietly yeah. aging and going away. It's um, there's a new wave of criminals out there doing similar things, but it's not those guys that um, were sort of the legendary figures of the sixties and seventies and even into the eighties and nineties um, who were notorious and well known around Providence? Um, it's the times are the times are changing, John. That's right, folks. We're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd, and Tim, um, the other night it was Columbus night, Monday night. Uh, uh, suddenly, a U-Haul pulls on to ninety-five. Uh, come, they, I believe they went yeah right on the ramp by the mall, and the U-Haul <laughs> pulls over, and it has one or two cars with it, which I'm surprised it hasn't got more attention because there were some people assisting them but anyhow they pull over and a group of uh quote protesters get out and they have on shields and helmets and sticks and so forth to set up some cones and they block the highway and then some of them scurry over the fence others then get back into the u-haul and the u-haul uh drives over uh and they pull them over by channel six on orm street 
And what I find interesting is there, there are certain progressives. The progressive line is, can you imagine they arrested them for protesting? And what, someone's being still being held uh, without bail uh, or being held yeah, with because she hasn't raised bail at the ACI uh, for protesting. And they well, I'll let you go through, but they weren't arrested for, for protesting. It's where they were decidingly to do this protest. Yes. And there's been some um, outcry from certain, not many, but a few politicians. These protesters were largely charged with misdemeanors, essentially just um, disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace, minor misdemeanor charges. Um, I think the one who's being held is because she had been previously arrested and she's now a violator of her bail, which subjects a person to being held uh, at the ACI for typically up to 10 days pending a violation hearing. But these people take a U-Haul, they park it so as to obstruct traffic. Um, you know that there's video of this. Um, virtually all of Route 95 has cameras so that in the event of an accident or a crime scene, um, there's many points along the highway with cameras you don't even know are there, which can capture what's going on. So there's the U-Haul and there's at least two other vehicles involved. Arguably, those individuals could be charged with driving to endanger. I mean, they didn't injure anyone, but they did create a dangerous situation. Um, I think there's at least a felony within the um, arsenal of charges that these folks could um, have um, been levied against them. Um, they hold themselves out. We're just protesters and they have a very organized group of people who are peppering the state police and the attorney general's office with calls saying, you know, this is unfair. What you're doing subjects these people to um, the risk of bodily harm. You're putting their pictures in the paper and they're only protesters. Well, they're not only protesters. They're organized. They're creating potential for serious problems. I'm not the first. Many have said what happens if there was an ambulance trying to get by or if a police officer was trying to get to a crime scene um, and these idiots are out there blocking traffic. Um, unless the authorities start thinking harder and taking more proactive measures to charge these folks with more serious crimes, this type of thing is going to continue. Um, and it's logical that it would because by doing virtually nothing, uh, these folks are emboldened to do more and more uh, because they don't see any right. cons adverse consequences coming their way from doing these things. So ho hopefully at some point, a critical mass of conduct occurs, which will rouse politicians and legislators and other officials to do something more to either legislate um, new potential crimes based upon the conduct. Uh, these folks are very creative. They're very smart. Um, they're very calculated. And if there's not appropriate statutes in place, criminal statutes to cover this conduct, the legislators better get busy or the authorities better use the existing um, um, available statutes and start charging more aggressively. It seems to me, or that's a message that we're not going to do anything about it and carry on, keep blocking the highways and doing all these other things. And um, we're not going to react. 
if that's the, the tone that the city of Providence and the state police are going to um, take or not take, um, that's a message which the general public will have to take into account and consider whether they're in agreement with this kind of do nothing or do little approach. I think it's the wrong approach, candidly. Yeah, that's the, uh, they're saying they're going to do it once a month. And now that this is the second month in a row, they've done it. So folks, quick break back a lot more. Tim Dodd, our legal expert right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, the Boston Globe story about that Pina Narona is trying to weigh the body cam, uh, body camera footage that, you know, uh, the police are supposed to be having on and they do have on at certain scenes. I think that's really interesting because... 
whenever now there is kind of a high profile incident involving a police officer and, you know, whoever the suspect may be, um, there's all these screams for people, you know, to release the body cam footage, release the body cam footage. And and I think this is this is delicate. And Narona realizes that it you, you have to be careful with it because of of the, the, there are people that their uh, guilt or innocence could be in play. Yeah, I think Peter Narona is being very um, smart, very cautious, and trying to get an advisory opinion from the Rhode Island Supreme Court on the standards or the methods um, or the circumstances when body camera footage can be released to the public before any criminal proceeding um, goes forward. They have released video material in a couple of specific instances. One recently was where um, the fireman from Providence claims that he was subjected to um, racially insensitive treatment. The video footage showed that his story and his statements and language that he attributed to the police officers was just patently false. There was another situation, maybe a couple of years ago now, where they released body camera footage. You'll recall when the defendant stole the uh, state trooper's um, cruiser, um, and they ultimately stopped the wrong guy in a white pickup truck um, on the on-ramp over near the malls um, and shot the wrong guy. Um, That they released early. But the danger is when you release this footage, it creates a significant amount of either good or bad pretrial publicity. So if criminal charges result from conduct of any of these police officers and the footage is all out there pretrial and the jury is now, the jury pool is going to be tainted by seeing this footage before they get in the jury box and before they are influenced by outside sources, it could make proceeding with criminal prosecutions, if appropriate, much, much more difficult. So there's the, 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 on the one side, the public's right to know, and on the other side, the state prosecutors making sure that their cases are clean when they try to bring the charges and bring defendants to trial, um, that, that this pretrial release of body cam footage isn't going to mess up their cases. And I think the Supreme Court should weigh in on setting some ground rules on when releasing this sort of material is appropriate. I think Peter Narona is being smart and it's something being done by other attorney generals, attorneys general in other states around, around the country. It's, it's a smart thing to do. Folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Now, Tim, um, you know, Providence, Providence Mayor Alorza and also the Mayor of Central Falls, they announced we're going to do a, a, a gun buyback program. And you want to get some cash, hand them the guns, no questions asked. But there's some pushback with that, with uh, with with some individuals saying, well, you know, well, wait a minute. There's some of these guns could be tied to unsolved crimes. And not only could the criminal be getting cash, the guns have been destroyed. And therefore, that that gun could never then be used as evidence uh, in, 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 you know, learning more or as they try to prosecute the crime. So you always wonder when you hear about this, you know, hand in your gun, you're going to get cash. 
and no questions uh, asked. They're going to destroy the guns. But I, I understand the reason why this certainly seems to be pushed back. Again, there's two sides of the coin. Um, cities and towns want guns to be turned in. You turn in the gun, typically you get a little cash, and it's a win-win. The city gets guns off the street. The person turning it in gets a little reward, and life goes on. But when these guns are ultimately destroyed, I think that um, law enforcement has a legitimate concern. Let's assume they know that, okay, this gun that's being destroyed, we know was involved in this unsolved crime. Um, If it's being destroyed, at least they know they don't have to go looking for the gun anymore. Um, before it's destroyed, could it could they perform ballistic tests so that take photos of the the weapon, get the serial numbers, get the ballistic reports, so that at least they'd know what it is they're dealing with? Um, you never know. Some some crimes um, get solved five, ten, twenty years after the fact, um, based upon new uh, techniques available to law enforcement like DNA and other scientific testing. Um, it seems like it's a bit premature to be destroying these weapons um, versus holding them. What, what's the rush? Um, clearly, the state must have room to store these things. Um, they are certainly, it certainly has the potential to compromise future um, criminal prosecutions. The other side of the coin is, well, if that's the standard that... Um, we're going to start doing tests on these. Well, no one's going to turn in the guns. People will be afraid to turn in the guns because right. they're afraid they could get jammed up. Right. So is the preference to get these guns off the street with the potential that criminals are being left let off the hook uh, from an evidentiary standpoint, or is it more important to keep the guns on the street? Um, that that's that's a problem for the politicians out there to figure out which is the more important um, consideration. Um, I I can see both sides of the coin encouraging folks to turn in guns and the cops saying, "Well, wait a minute, not so fast." Um, if it's going to be up to the mayors in Central Falls and in Providence to make that decision. I'm not here to talk politics, but I don't think law enforcement's going to come out on the winning end of that discussion. Yeah. Uh, for, Tim, uh, before we take a break, you know, I'm always leery when you see these GoFundMe accounts that pop up and uh, repeatedly, you know, and I feel bad because it does hurt some legitimate people. But this um, this woman that felt there's a way to make money, I'll just pretend I have cancer, you know, even shaving her head that they. they it's as if they don't even realize you, you can't, that's fraud. You can't get involved with that. So in this particular situation, uh, I, I think they do have to make an example out of this person and, and be very clear with people. You can't run. Yes. This woman is really beneath contempt. Um, it's, it's a disgusting uh, scam that she perpetrated on the public. As you say, she, uh, falsely claimed that she had cancer. She falsely uh, set up a go. She she did not falsely. She set up a GoFundMe page. She shaved her head. Um, she had this tale of woe that she needed money for her cancer treatment, and she got a lot of money. She got about twenty six thousand dollars from folks who believed her story. Ultimately, she was found out. She got prosecuted. 
She was sentenced to a 10-year suspended sentence in order to make restitution of the $26,000 that she scammed people out of. It's fraud. She obtained money under false pretenses. And I think it was important that um, the state got, I think, the maximum penalty that could be uh, rendered. Uh, She doesn't have to go to jail, but she's got 10 years hanging over her head and making it a newsworthy story to dissuade others from uh, participating in these types of scams. There's a lot of legitimate people who need money and have these sorts of um, pages. It's despicable that she would scam people um, falsely claiming that she has a serious illness to get sympathy and to extract money from people. It's beneath contempt, horrible. Folks, quick break. Back more with attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great page, yellow and purple, Laker colors. Brothers Disposal. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe are you doing a small household construction project or maybe some project around your home? call Brothers Disposal. Let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Or maybe you're deciding to do a little bit of a fall clean out, get rid of some of your unwanted belongings. Folks, whether it's in the garage, the basement, or the attic, call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Come on, brother, with Brothers Disposal. 401-688-0517. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd and Tim, uh, there were two high profile um, cases, if you will, or just stories recently where people were hoping for uh, extended deadlines and it didn't work out. One happened to be Supreme Court and then the others, the the uh, the Board of Elections with the trying to have the uh, elections with the mail ballots uh, deadline. And if you'd be uh, so well, kind to take to Rhode Island those. first, uh, Nellie, Nellie Gorbea, our secretary of state has been leading the charge for um, mail ballots that she sent to every possible voter, whether solicited or unsolicited, she's just sending them out to everybody seeing if people want to request a uh, paper ballot. Um, She's been at the most progressive end of the spectrum on this whole topic, and she's been leading the charge along with um, other alleged good government groups um, to extend the deadline for the state accepting uh, mail-in ballots. Currently, mail-in ballots have to be received, I believe, by the Board of Elections by Election Day. Um, um, Nelly Gorbea and others were looking to get, I believe, a three-day extension so that uh, ballots could come in late and still be counted. Um, the Board of Elections rejected that request, um, reasoning that the legislature didn't go for this. The legislature didn't want any of this. Um, Nelly Gorbea has gotten what she's got by going to court and not through the General Assembly. Um, so the Board of Elections has said no to extending the time. My guess is that she'll now go to federal court and try to get a judge to overrule the decision of the Board of Elections. But as it stands right now, these 
ballots can't come in by dribs and by drabs for three days after um, the Tuesday election in November. Um, depending on where you sit politically, you'll think it's a good decision or a bad decision. Um, the Board of Elections has opined that, you know, if we do this now, it's a slippery slope, I think they called it, and this could get out of hand in future elections. Um, when does voting start? When does it end? When do we say enough is enough? Um, right now, the, the board, I think, is taking the correct approach, but it remains to be seen if, they'll, if uh, Gorbea will get some judicial relief before election day. The more important story is what the U.S. Supreme Court has done regarding the census. Um, the census has been a very difficult undertaking this year. It's mandatory, but it's been done in the midst of this um, COVID pandemic, which has certainly made collecting the appropriate data arguably more difficult. Um, the Trump administration wants to end, um, wanted to end the collecting of information in September, um, groups opposed to that conclusion went to court asking that it be extended to the end of October. And the Supreme Court said no, but they did, I think, split the difference and allow for collecting of data through, I believe, either yesterday or today. Um, what the census does is way, way more important than most people realize. The census determines allocation of federal funds. It um, assists in determining who gets more congressional seats or who has congressional seats taken away. Like Rhode Island is always on the cusp of potentially losing one of our two um, congressional representatives, depending on the census results. Um, the Trump administration is still in court um, challenging the census results in that the Trump administration um, takes the position that no one in the country illegally should be counted for census purposes. Um, there's groups opposing that um, position, saying that everyone's supposed to be counted and that the Constitution makes no distinction. Uh, if this talks about people. It doesn't talk about people here legally versus people here illegally. So that's still winding its way through the Supreme Court. Uh, they have not yet ruled on that. But they've got to do something quickly because um, the Trump administration is looking to keep uh, the deadline for collecting data uh, at the end of December. The opponents wanted to extend the deadline till sometime in April. So currently, the Supremes have determined that December will be the deadline. The only question remaining is who's included in the count. Is it this people here legally or will it include people here, quote unquote, illegally? Um, the stakes are enormous. It's, and it has gotten a little bit of traction in, in the media, but the significance can't be overstated. I mean, it's a big, big, big deal. And right now the Supreme Court seems to be siding with the Trump administration, but um, it's not over. And whether, whether this ends in December or April will make yeah. a huge difference in terms of what I've discussed, allocation of federal funds for different programs, congressional rep seats, and that could affect future elections.
Folks, he is our uh, legal expert. He's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, Thanks, great sir. job. Take care. And uh, we will. The fall is a great time to have some work done on your lawn. Call Lawn Doctor today. Give them a call. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Remember, this time of year, well, late summer, early fall, warm days, cool nights, get the fertilization going. And also, you want to make sure you stay up on weed control. Watering is a perfect time this year. The water remains nice and dry. Remember, moisture, very important for your lawn. And less watering is better. And mowing, you don't have to mow as often. And on top of that, you want to make sure right now, the fall, this can be a perfect time for your lawn. Get it back in order. Listen, it was a dry summer. Call Lawn Doctor today, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote, 401 401- 392-1025 or remember they have a great website it's lawndoctor.com lawndoctor.com give them a call quick easy quote 401-392-1025 have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays eleven to two, right here, AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website depietro.com. No eyes. D e p e t r o dot com. Folks, by the way, once you're there, I hear so much uh, feedback from people. Thank you. If you want to see some of the videos we've done where we go and cover the protests with uh, Facebook Live. All those videos are posted right there on the website, petro.com. If you want to get in touch with me, log on to the website. You just click on Contact John, and it's uh, up to date, and it's going to remain that way. I mean, here we are in the home stretch, leading towards the election. All my links to social media and uh, all the exclusive stories, you can see it right there. Just log on 24-7. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, DePetro.com. And as always, you can always listen live right there at the website. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. 
Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Paving, whether it's residential, commercial, seal coating, or patios, J. Perry Paving. They'll always provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Folks, this is the perfect time to have it done. Call J. Perry Paving today. They offer free estimates for any project. Their work is just fantastic. Look for them online. It's jperrypaving.com or call them 401 732-1730, 401-732-1730. 732-1730, 401-732-1730. Visit their website, jperrypaving.com, and also look for them on Facebook, J. Perry Paving. Find out about the benefits of asphalt, J. Perry Paving, 732-1730.